Hey team, this is Grant David Collins and welcome to Basement Philanthropy, a place for people who do not want to wait until they are rich or retired to create meaning, impact, and connection with their time, talents, and money, regardless of the amount. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the concept of done is better than perfect and how you can apply it to your giving. So let's get started. For those of you who have listened to the podcast for a little bit now, you may have noticed that the introduction to this episode was a little bit different than it used to be. The introduction used to sound like this. The Basement Philanthropy was a place for people who do not want to wait until they're rich or retired to create meaning, impact, and connection with their money regardless of the amount. It now goes that Basement Philanthropy is a place for people who do not want to wait until they are rich or retired to create meaning, impact, and connection with their time, talents, and money, regardless of the amount. Now, this change, although a little bit simple, is pretty dramatic in the sense of how I am starting to view giving and philanthropy. You see, when I started this podcast, I thought that I was going to focus primarily on the monetary side of giving. And as I've gone through this process, I've realized that there is so much more to giving than just the monetary side. And as we look at these three separate resources, our time, our talents, and our money as different and things that can be done in combination there is just a lot more power and accessibility at play. So as I've been working through this uh, change of the introduction, I've started to think about this concept of done is better than perfect. Because if I had just sat around and waited for the perfect quote-unquote introduction to be created, I would have never started this podcast. And likely, I would have never actually come to the realization that these three resources are crucial to somebody's individual giving. Now, this phrase, done is better than perfect, comes from a person in the business field. Her name is Sheryl Sandberg, and she was the COO of Facebook, which is now Meta, for quite a long time. And she used this concept to help the Facebook team focus on what they could push forward instead of what they could get perfect right away. And she's really smart to do so because perfectionism on a whole is on a rise. In a recent study by Thomas Curran and Andrew Hill, they meta-analyzed information taken from about 41,000 individuals about three types of perfectionism. The first type is self-oriented perfectionism, which is imposing an irrational desire to be perfect on oneself. The second is other-oriented perfectionism, which is placing unrealistic standards of perfection on others. And the third is socially prescribed perfectionism, which is perceiving excessive expectations of perfection from others. And what they found as they meta-analyzed this data around these three types of perfectionism is that perfectionism is increasing at an alarming rate. Between 1989 and 2016, self-oriented perfectionism scores increased by 10%. 
other-oriented perfectionism score is increased by 16%, and socially prescribed perfectionism scores increased by a whopping 33%. Now, there's so many things that are at play when it comes to these studies, especially when we're talking about concepts like perfectionism. But the authors seem to think that something that might be playing a big part in this rise is the implementation of social media. This focus on ourselves and our communities in a way that is actually pretty unrealistic. Now, as many of you know, this type of perfectionism just doesn't show up in our personal lives or how we want to be perceived by our friend groups, but it can show up everywhere, including in our giving. And we've talked about this before in the podcast, how there is this sense of if I'm not going to be able to change the world, then I'm not going to get involved. And when you hear things like that, your brain can automatically detect perfectionism because what people are really saying is I want to have the perfect solution or I want to find the best cause that I'm so passionate about being involved with before I use my time, talents, and money to help and enforce or be a part of that effort. And what you'll likely start to see in this episode is that not only is that a pipe dream, but you actually discover what you are passionate about, what you actually want to create in the world by getting involved, not by going out on a treasure hunt and all of a sudden discovering it one day in the mountains. Now, because perfectionism is on the rise, and in this podcast, we want to talk about what we can do about getting over some of these hurdles that get in the way of our giving, I want to talk about a framework that was pushed out by a man named Eric Ries. Now, Eric is well known for a book that he pushed out into the business community called The Lean Startup. In this book, Eric puts out a framework that business leaders can focus on that allows them to work through different models of revenue creation or business development that allows them to be able to narrow in on something that is applicable or something that actually can catch on without using so many resources up front to be perfect in it. Does that sound familiar? So what we're going to do today is we're going to apply that same framework to our giving in order for us to be able to better combat our own tendencies to show up in this perfectionistic way. So the first step in Eric's framework is the building step. And in this step, individual givers like you and myself can create what's called a minimum viable product that can be quickly created and developed and cheaply implemented. And what we mean by a minimum viable product is something that at the very lowest end of the complication and cost scale allows us to start to be involved with whatever cause or impact that we want to create in the world. The second step is the measure step, which is to measure the impact of the minimum viable product. The third is the learning step, where we take the data that we collected during the measurement phase and we analyze it to see if we need to pivot 
or continue forward on the path that we have already created. Now, for those of you who are longtime listeners of the podcast, you'll recognize some of these concepts from the philanthropic method that we talk about here at Basement Philanthropy a lot. And this is really a kind of condensed version of that that allows someone to quickly get involved with giving. So how does this then apply to giving in a real world scenario? Well, I want to give you three different options that would allow you to start to implement this lean giving process to what you are doing or creating in the world. So let's say that you were really passionate about climate change. You felt like there wasn't enough being done. You felt like you wanted to be involved with getting others involved with it or um, putting out information or education about it but you didn't know where to start. Well, a minimum viable product or a minimum viable giving opportunity or a minimum viable impact that you could be around when it comes to climate change is your own light bulbs. A lot of us still have very energy inefficient light bulbs in our homes, which makes a difference. So you could go around in your home and do some research about the best type of energy efficient light bulbs and go through and have an inventory of the light bulbs that you have in your home and see if there's an opportunity for you to be able to change those light bulbs to something that is more energy efficient. The way that you could measure that is simply by looking at your electricity bill over the course of a couple months and see if that actually made a difference And then you could discover other things that could lessen your personal impact on the climate. Another example that we could walk through is children's literacy. So if that is something that you're really passionate about, especially in other countries who don't have as much access to the technology and support that we have here in the United States, you could start off that with a minimum viable impact of a child who is in your sphere of influence, whether it's your family or it is your cousin or it is a friend's child, you could create an opportunity to read with that child on a weekly or a monthly basis to help them become more literate on their own. And you could measure that by interacting with them in a way that you can help them understand their schoolwork or how their reading comprehension is. There's so many different ways that that could be measured. And then over time, you would be able to see if that is having an impact and be able to continue to move forward on maybe how to branch that out to other children that are in your sphere of influence or to a bigger and broader community. The last example that I want to give to you is about mental health awareness. So if you have a passion towards the mental health side of the equation and you want to help people who are struggling with mental health or maybe you want to provide uh, those that don't have as much of an interaction with this side of human experience. You want to help them understand the experience or, you know, create resources or whatever that might be. A way that you could start off with a minimal viable giving opportunity is by simply inviting your neighbor over for dinner. Because connection and human interaction is often a great way to help combat 
these feelings um, that come up when people have a challenge with their mental health. Now, in everything that I have outlined as far as examples, you, you likely have been asking yourself the question, well, Grant, energy efficient light bulbs aren't going to save the planet. Grant, one child reading a book a little bit better is not going to help people in other countries read. Or, Grant, inviting my neighbors over for dinner isn't going to solve the mental health crisis that is happening across the world. And you would likely be right in a lot of ways. Like, that is not really going to solve all of those problems. But that's why it's called a minimum viable giving impact. Like, you start out with something that can get your feet wet a little bit and then move forward and that momentum that is built over time, as we've talked about with this flywheel concept, uh, really can create change. And the other thing that it will absolutely do is it'll inform you if you really have passion or see yourself as being involved with this area in a more holistic way. These minimum viable giving opportunities that we create or these minimum viable impact opportunities that we're involved with pave the road for us to be able to understand if we really do want to be involved with it. And then it allows us to have the education and the experience to know a little bit more about these highly complex and challenging issues that we are facing as a world, as a community. So this lean giving model can really help us get on board with this concept of done is better than perfect. And I want to close off this episode by sharing a recent experience that I myself had with this concept. I really do have a challenge with implementing this in my own giving. I always want to shoot for the moon when it comes to creating change and impact in the world. And as I've been looking to be able to do that in a more holistic community style way, I have looked to implement a lot of different things. And I was talking to a friend the other day about a community that we want to start building that will be more than just a passive community like what we are building here on on this podcast platform. And we were talking about how we could get involved with, with building this project. And I came up with all these different rules and roles and experiences and things that I wanted to do with it. And this friend kindly just said, Grant, why don't we just start out with one project. And it was such a refreshing way to be able to refocus my energy, which can often just be scattered to all these different things on the next viable thing to be able to be created that leads to the next thing that leads to the next thing. And it was just such a great reminder for me that done truly is better than perfect. Us getting involved and getting our feet wet and not sitting on the sidelines is always better than waiting for the quote unquote right time to get in. So if you're on the sidelines, jump in with me. If you're in the middle of the arena right now and working through the messy middle, well done for being there. I'm with you there too. And if you are already making a tremendous impact on the world, thank you. Well, team, that's it for me. Let's go out in the world and create good with the money, time, and talents that we all have 
available to us together. Talk soon.